judge halts Georgia voter purge. Chicago cops raid an innocent person's home. Roland Martin unfiltered live. the leader which goes to well how did you do that was there an election was a board did a board choose you was there a vote of the membership do you even have membership and then also part of the is a branding deal it's crazy to say that you have some chapters that you have black lives matter chapters that aren't a part of an entity which goes to the whole deal the trademark guess what the national entity can't say uh you can't use our name because they can't trademark the name so it's to me, you know, and I, I get I get they want to use Black Lives Matter, but at the end of the day, this is one of those things where I think folks may have to just simply pull back and say, this thing down. Let's completely have a clear organizational chart, and then we're bringing folks in to know what the hell is going on. So I, I, I get really all sides. It's just Robert confusing as hell. Well, look, Roland, I, I think one of the best my Catherine gave me was that experience is the best education. Someone else's experience is the cheapest education. Uh, these are the regular growing pains of any organization. If you look back to uh, the big six in the 1960s or the progeny of the civil rights movement going back uh, a century, you have many of these uh, same issues and similar issues if you look at um, uh, any sorts of social justice organizations. And this is where intergenerational uh, dialogue comes in. Uh, because if you are able to have conversations between uh, a group like the Rainbow Push Coalition or the SCLC, um, Georgia Coalition, the People's Agenda, NAACP, with some of these younger organizations, and then find out what they did as they grew. How do you create a structure? There, there was not always a situation where Rainbow Push had offices in Detroit, Chicago, Silicon Valley, uh, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Baltimore. You have to learn how to build that organization. Being a revolutionary is easy. Governing is harder. So as uh, as we grow, as we continue to focus on the work and focus on the mission, you build the infrastructure around that to make it a long-lasting concept, a long-lasting idea that can build for generations to come and execute the plan uh, and not simply be a uh, here-today, gone-tomorrow group. And also, when you don't have that organizational structure in place, you end up with a situation like Sir Major in Atlanta who representing himself as being part of Black Lives Matter, but was actually Black Lives Matter of Metro Atlanta, and then used thousands of dollars in uh, donations to buy cars, to buy a house, those sorts of things. So these things come together over time. I think instead of chastising, it's a situation where older and established organizations can work together with these groups. And of course, I, um, to anybody involved in these organizations, they can reach out to me at any time. I'd be glad to speak with them and find out the, uh, the best ways to go forward because as long is the focus, then you can work on developing the infrastructure around that. But it's all about dialogue between groups so you can figure out what other people did to build their organizations as strong. None of these things happen overnight. You're a lawyer. You're used to organizations and lawsuits and all kind of stuff along those lines. Any lawyer will tell you if this sucker ain't organized and you ain't got all your ducks lined up in a row, you're going to have dissension in the ranks. Well, Rowan, are you talking to me? Say, Scott. Yeah, go ahead. 
chapters are going, wait a minute, we're the ones doing all the work. How is that money laying down to us? How has it been distributed to us? Sherry? I think she's got mic issues. Can you hear me now? Sherry, please unmute. I'm not now we can hear you. Are Go you ahead. able to hear me? Okay. So I, I do Now agree. we can hear you that we need, um, like we said, structure. What I want, um, the first thing that I would want is that the issues that we advocate uh, 
um, against and try to get the systems dismantled, that we would be successful. So there would be no more issues to where people are dying by silence of state-sanctioned violence and police brutality. Here in Oklahoma City, we are currently dealing with a situation where we've had four deaths. The last month, one just happened on Friday, a mentally ill uh, man was murdered by Oklahoma City police. So what I want is for that to stop happening. With the organization, I want continuity. Yes, do we want shared resources? Do we want shared power? Do we want to have organizational structure where we are able to support other and have support from the power hierarchy? Of course we do. It is difficult. The, the gentleman that spoke that said it's easy to be a revolutionary, um, I, do, I do take... Um, I disagree with that. This is not an easy work. It is a heavy work. But with the revolution and being part of the movement, it does take finances to be people to literally step up and do this work, to stand on the front lines, to help us run administration, to have those voices amplified, to have someone have a social media presence to be able to offer resources to the families that are dealing with the loss of a loved one. In the world of COVID, we want to be able to be the resource for our communities. That is what I want. That is why we are saying that we need just basically, it's not a part of the pie. If you are collecting, there are a lot of people who have donated under the misunderstanding that the money is distributed to the chapters where there are, where they are, and that's not happening. I want that to begin to happen. Well, a perfect example. I mean, that was this group that created some Black Lives Matter entity out of San Francisco that wasn't tied to the actual Black Lives Matter group. And I think a company gave, what, several million dollars, and they had to ask for the money back. I mean, to me, this is real basic. It's like, look, I'm a vice president. I'm vice president digital of the National Association of Black Journalists. If you want to support uh, NABJ, you go to nabj.org. There's one entity. And, and, I'm just, and I'll just be honest with both of you. This is the final comment here for me, Sherry and Chanel, and I want to get your final comments as well. If a guy like me is confused as hell, I can guarantee you there are millions of people out there confused. Folk don't know where to send money, who to send it to. When Donald Trump and Republicans were complaining about Black Lives Matter Minneapolis with this chant, pigs in a blanket, they said, that's Black Lives Matter. That chapter wasn't even affiliated with the national group. And so the difficult thing, look, I'm also an alpha. If you guys a bunch of guys walking, running around saying, wearing black and gold and, and saying uh, we're alphas, and they were not actually an alpha chapter, we shut that down. And so, to me, this is just something where, again, for, from a national standpoint, and, and I keep hearing, when someone tells me we have structure, I'll be honest with you, when there are three entities are bouncing around, and you're not really know who's what and who's doing what, I think it's confusing. It's confusing to the public, not knowing if you're a chapter or you're not, or you're certified or you're not, is what's the certification, who chose leadership? To me, all of that goes together, Chanel. And I just think for the public, it's utterly confusing. 
and it would be whole behoove Patrice and others to say, we have got to get this thing ironed out so we can have a path forward. Otherwise, people are going to lose confidence in Black Lives Matter, and that is the worst thing that can happen if it ends up going there, Chanel. I think when um, people are actually invested into something, when they actually uh, want to see that change, here we're talking about revolutionary chapters of people who take up black liberation work. They know exactly where that work comes from. There's really not confusion about who does the work and who doesn't do the work. What I do find confusing is when I see a link on a popular branded website and I'm wondering where the money goes to. When we send the links out from... chapters are from our work, particular pieces of our work, whether it's housing black mothers or feeding um, people out in the streets, they know exactly where that work is going to. So I don't want to make that confusion. What I do want to make confusion is when we're talking about transparency and accountability. That can happen anywhere. we got an entire president who isn't transparent and accountable to anybody. So I want to make sure that we're talking about the right things when we're talking about this situation. The tension is not within the organization. The tension is with the chapters who are producing the work and an entity who is collecting resources, not only funds, but resources for that work. And those chapters, including um, the ones from South or wherever they are and people who used to be those chapters, have the right to be able to name that as we fight revolutionarily for freedom and to dismantle the system, like Sherry said, that are killing black people on the streets. They know exactly who those people are. Now, the problem we do have is people believe in the narratives that do come from the alt-right, the Republicans, and Trump's mouth. I'm not too concerned with them, but I think we do have a problem when we we don't defeat that piece, right? I don't care what they're saying. What I do care is about what my people say and the work that my people see. And so that's what I'm more concerned about. All I'm asking for is transparency and communication, a call, an email, or something. Sherry, final comment. My final comment is that could we use a situation, I would love it if uh, Ms. Colliers, and I, I have respect and I understand how organizations or a movement kind of just blossoms into something we weren't expected. Um, I'm also affiliated with the Women's March, which we're dealing with some of the exact same growing pains. We would mm-hmm. love to sit down mm-hmm. at the table, be recognized for the work that we are doing and get on the same page they did ask us to form to have a fiscal sponsor to get your boards together and many of us complied with everything that they asked and yet still had no com- uh, no uh, communication they have not acknowledged many of the chapters that are doing that work Uh, look, uh, we lost Reverend Sherry Dickerson. Uh, I appreciate her joining us. Uh, she is the co-founder of the Black Lives Matter in Oklahoma, and also Chanel Heim, 
uh, Black Lives Matter, Louisville, Kentucky. I certainly appreciate both of you being with us. Um, folks, uh, uh, Robert, final comment here. Look, I, I, I appreciate what, what, what both of them want. I think, Robert, this also comes down to money. I think people, and look, I, when I had Patrice on, I want to know how much money has come in. You know, um, I know, I, look, the NAACP, uh, when I had them on, look, they've had more than $70 million come their way in the aftermath of the death of George Floyd. Folks want to know, how's that money going to be spent? The same question people are asking, and guess what? There should be an accounting of that. They should be able to, Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors and her team, should be able to issue a report stating how much money has been pledged to Black Lives Matter in the wake of George Floyd's death, how much money has been received, where is that money going, it is going into what area of grants, how many people are on staff, what are people getting paid. So when people talk about transparency, you're right. If you have chapters and you have a process, look, there should be a process there, meaning a chapter is notified 30 days or 60 days after. All those things, you have to put the infrastructure pieces in place before you can truly have an effective organization. Folks, a movement is not an organization. And that is the difference I think we're seeing right here, Robert. Well, that was my point about being, being revolutionary is a lot easier than governing. You know, we, we all have had revolutionary ideas. When I was in college, I decided I was going to organize our campus workers uh, at Clark Atlanta University, and I was going to do all these protests. And I almost got my ass expelled. Uh, Reverend Jackson is the one who saved me to make sure I was able, able to graduate because having organizational support is very important. Uh, so instead of trying to out-revolutionary uh, each other, out-revolutionary everybody, work on putting those infrastructural bedfast uh, 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 in place and understand that it's, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to other organizations. People who have been around for 40 and 50 years have been around for 40 and 50 years for a reason because they understand taxes, because they understand payroll and OSHA regulations uh, instead of simply a revolutionary idea. So it's important to have those conversations to reach out to people. You don't have to reinvent the entire wheel. And uh, you talking about the millions of uh, dollars these organizations are raising. Uh, give some of that money to Rainbow Jets and ask me every day to raise money. Go to rainbowpush.org, join, get a membership. Because there are all organizations, there are legacy organizations that have been around that are still doing the revolutionary work. And, and understand that there are plenty of fights for us all who have a different part in the fight. We, uh, we're fighting each other. That's another moment, another minute, another dollar that we're not spending on the work that needs to actually be done. All right, then, Rob Patillo, we surely appreciate it. Thanks a lot. A. Scott Bolton had to leave as well. We surely think Scott. Also, an update on the story earlier today. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, folks, uh, literally uh, a few moments ago, uh, apologized for the wrongful raid we talked about earlier that took place in February of 2019. And she also has admitted that it was a mistake to try to stop the CBS affiliate WBBM from airing that body camera footage. And so... Uh, Lori Lightfoot under significant criticisms of the mayor of Chicago for her actions and the actions of uh, the Chicago Police Department. And so this is what she said, quote, I want to tell Ms. Young that I am deeply sorry and troubled that her home was invaded, that she had to face the humiliation and trauma that she suffered. This is just not right. Uh, Lightfoot, this is according to the Chicago Tribune, Lightfoot said in an emotional news conference after Wednesday City Council meeting, it simply should not have happened. I will make sure that there is full accountability for what took place. Uh, and so uh, Lightfoot also says she will push for changes at the local and state level to make it easier to release body camera footage under circumstances similar 
to what Young experienced. And, uh, yeah, city lawyers tried to stop uh, WBBM from uh, getting that video. Uh, and, in fact, if he says, quote, this is the Chicago Tribune story. A federal judge rejected the Lightfoot administration's unusual request to prevent a television station from airing a news report. The courts have long ruled against efforts to prevent news companies from publishing reports saying it's an unconstitutional of the First Amendment. Lightfoot disavowed the move by her law department saying she was blindsided by it. Quote, filing a motion against a media outlet to prevent something from being published is something that should rarely, if ever, happen. And I, had I been advised that this was in the works, I would have stopped it in its tracks. That's the update on that particular story. All right, folks, got to go to a quick break. We come back. Our black tech segment, uh, we'll talk to uh, a brother who was trying to create something to bring us together as a community. We'll explain next on Roller Martin Unfiltered, broadcasting live from the offices of uh, Georgia Stand Up here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're covering the runoff with John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock versus Senators Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. We'll be back in a moment. We learned early in Sunday school that thou shall not steal, thou shall not bear false witness, thou shall not have no other gods before me. Raphael Warnock gotten these basic Sunday school lessons. Her gods agreed her lies about Pastor Warnock. And her shady Wall Street practices are evidence of this. And on January the 5th, let's bear witness that greed, lies, and shady dealings don't represent Georgia. Let's send Raphael Warnock to the U.S. Senate to fight for the least of these and not Wall Street billionaires. <laughs> Black communities all 
Congress done a great job of organizing and mobilizing, but could it get better? My next guest, David Cole, has created uh, something called UHI, which is a messaging software that provides the black community with a safe space where users can share knowledge to help build the black community. He joins us right now. David, how you doing? I'm well, brother. How are you? I'm doing great. So explain to us what UHI is. What is it? UHI is a permission-based communication and collaboration platform. And Roland, what I mean by that, it allows an organization, an association, the tools to be able to connect, communicate, and collaborate. File sharing, the uploading of information, uh, video embedding, Zoom integration, the ability to work using Microsoft Office 365, all inside of a permission-based platform that can administer, then have the ability to invite people into this community privately to be able to work and to be able to strategize. Okay, so I'm on the App Store right now, and I am seeing something called UHI Spaces and UHI yes. Messenger. What's the difference? Yes, so think of spaces rolling as buckets or repositories where matters can be built. And I'll give you an example. Let's say for police reform, we can build a space around police reform. We can build a space around economics, and then we can have experts and policymakers and individuals contribute into those spaces with articles, Word documents, uh, videos, uh, YouTube embedded videos. So again, those spaces allow you to do that. And then the messenger side is basically just one-to-one messaging. You can also have group messaging as well. So around that whole space that we created called Reform, we can have a message group called Reform where those individuals can have a conversation around the subject matter, but it is a, it is a messaging app and a collaboration app. So, um, so, so what's the difference between, um, I mean, what's the difference between UHI and WhatsApp, Signal, Wire? Um, what's, what, why, why should I use this? Understood. Great question. So, WhatsApp is a messaging application. UHI provides both collaboration and communication. So what you can basically do on your desktop, you can do the exact same thing on your mobile device, both on Android and on iOS. So again, we're putting that information, those tools, into the power of mobile and empowering the community to be able to remotely move around by having the features and functionality of the desktop experience. All right. How many folks have already downloaded this app? It is, it is it's brand new. I have a client uh, out of Las Vegas, uh, but it is my goal, Roland, uh, as I think I shared with your producer, uh, you and Dr. Barber talked about uh, the third reconstruction. You talked about organizing, mm-hmm. mobilizing, and strategizing. So I built this during the pandemic to be able to offer this as a solution to a group like the Black Lives Matter. I mean, I just listened to the segment there is a fracture. Well, this can serve as a connected issue to be able to allow those organizations or those chapters 
Uh, we are very transparent. Uh, we got some other things that we've been ordering. We've been out here, man. We had like, it's like, oh, we need a boom mic. We need this. We need that. And so, folks, I just want y'all to understand we can do exactly what CNN does and MSNBC does. I'm just going to tell y'all uh, here. Yesterday, we were broadcasting out there from the Joe Biden rally. CNN was standing right next to us. Fox News was standing right next to us. And we were broadcasting just like they were. And so that's what this is all about. This is about us using our skill set, our technology, and for us to be able to bring you the kind of information you're not going to get anywhere else. And look, look, I'll try, just so y'all know, I'll try to partner with every major black media company they didn't want to partner. That's fine. We're going to do it ourselves. If you mention their names, if you mention their names, I've called all of them. All of them. All of them. And I said, let's partner. Folks didn't want to partner. So fine. I'm going to do it my damn self. And we're going to build it with your help. So please join our Bring the Funk fan club. Uh, we've got a couple of more weeks before we hit our deadline. Our goal is to get 20,000 of our funders, our followers to help us. You can go to rollermartonfilter.com. You can join our fan club right here on YouTube. You can also go over to, uh, you can go to Facebook as well. Uh, and just so y'all know, I got off the phone today. I was having a conversation with an OTT company for launching our own OTT channel. Y'all, I told y'all I wanted it to happen this summer, but we could not make it happen because of resources. But I'm literally, y'all, and I just want y'all to, I'm, I'm just trying to tell y'all, I'm not playing uh, with y'all. I need y'all to hear what I'm saying. I literally had a conversation today with the company about us being able to have our own app, our own OTT channel on Roku, on Apple TV, on Android, on Fire Stick, on Samsung TV, on Xbox. We had the conversation today. I just want to, and I got no problem telling y'all, I got no problem telling y'all this. It's about being transparent. In order for us to launch all of that, that's going to be $145,000. Base level, $145,000. That's how we're able to be able to advance this. I want us to have our own channel on Pluto TV. I want us to be able to live stream our content. And to give you an indication, after this show, we're going to be live streaming the National Association of Black Journalists celebration of its 45th anniversary of the 44 people who founded NABJ in 1975. That's going to be streaming after this show. You heard what Deborah said earlier. On Friday, we're going to use this platform to live stream the concert that these young people have put together to encourage folks to vote. Also on Friday, we're going to be live, we're going to be live streaming the, the award ceremony, the Freedom Awards, that's held every year for the National Civil Rights Museum out of Memphis. They gave me a call for us to do it. On Tuesday, we did the Spirit of Democracy Awards with the National Coalition of Black Civic Participation. Last Thursday, we did the awards program for the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. Folks, there is no other black cable network, no other black website that is doing what we are doing here at Roller Martin Unfiltered because we don't have to ask anybody's permission to do it. <laughs> so that's where uh, your dollars are going. All right? So please support us as best that you can. We're simply asking 50 bucks for the year, $4.19 a month, $0.13 cents a day. If 
you can't give 50, that's fine. Every dollar matters. Uh, and then if you can give more, please do so. Last night, somebody gave us 500 bucks. I deposited that. Every dollar counts. It's about informing our people. That's it for me, folks. Tomorrow, we're going to be on the road with Black Voters Matter. But I'm going to be broadcasting tomorrow. Jonesboro, Slutty Vegan. Yes, I am actually going to eat my first vegan meal tomorrow. Slutty Vegan, it better be good. Lord, I'll be praying for y'all. It better be good. So that's going to be tomorrow. We're broadcasting from Slutty Vegan in Jonesboro, Georgia. And then on Friday, we're either in Valdosta or Savannah with Black Voters Matter. I can't remember where we're going to be. In Athens, Athens, Georgia. I'm going to see y'all on Saturday. All right, folks, I got to go. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Holla! <laughs>